What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend. We are officially, what, how many days is it from now until Thursday? Five? Five days. We've done this long enough to understand. We do not do math on this. (laughs) We are T-minus five days away from the opener um, in which... The Dallas Cowboys will shock the Tampa Bay, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, five days away from NFL season opening, and then obviously Sunday, you got the whole slate of games, and then the Monday games. It feels like the Broncos have played on Monday night for like the past two or three years to open the season. Uh, yeah. Now they get a you know a week game of uh, 11 a.m. East Coast time, so that shows you how relevant the Broncos are in the NFL's mind. They get to start their not only their season off on the road but against the lowly Giants in the early slot. So there you go. That's how you wanted to uh, feel about the Broncos or know how the NFL feels about the Broncos. But we're back in full force. NFL, we got Pick'em, all that good stuff. I look forward to dominating again this year. Um, I look forward to you blowing about 20 games because you forget to submit your pick. So (laughs) that's a free 20 right there that I don't even have to worry about. So I'm ready for this. But... Today we're going to do you know some of our predictions. Obviously, we'll get to more of our Broncos specific stuff next week when uh, you know preview the game, go over all the prop bets, everything like that, and make our NFL picks. But this week we'll just make Thursday's pick, um, go over our general NFL predictions: who's going to win divisions, who do we think will win awards, um, who do we see being in the playoffs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But before we get to all that, we just got to hit on some Broncos news because I feel like it's been like a week and a half since the last podcast. Uh, since then, Teddy Bridgewater was officially named the starter, and uh, Bradley Chubb has got yet another lower leg injury, which has me concerned. I don't know how you feel about it, but we can start with Teddy Bridgewater earning the starting quarterback job. Kind of what the rumors were last week. Um, both of us were on the same train in that we, we wanted Drew Locke to, to get the job because it's, I mean, I get it your win-now mode if you're the head coach. But again, this is just another example of how the Broncos have done things backwards. You have a GM who's on a six-year deal who doesn't necessarily have to win now, but you have a coach and a coaching staff and a rookie, not a rookie quarterback, but a young quarterback who's in prove-it mode who have to win and be successful to stay around here long-term. So naturally, the motives and desires of the organization are going to conflict. You're going to be at a crossroad. And they, the decision made to start Teddy Bridgewater has lent itself to Vic Fangio. And I just, I mean, it is what it is at this point. I thought the ceiling with Teddy was a little bit higher, maybe a game or two. Um, maybe the wild card for sure. With Drew, I think it's maybe a game or two less in terms of win total. Maybe you're in the hunt for the wild card, but that's not a guarantee. And it looks like the Broncos are, are just happy to, to get back to relevance, which I guess partly you can be happy with. But at the same time, it's like we can't keep avoiding the inevitable of rebuilding. <laughs> and it just feels like we can just keep going the Band-Aid route. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't really. It's just disappointing. Um, look, I. I... If. If you, Teddy Bridgewater ended up being the starter, but they had selected Justin Fields, okay, that makes sense. Um, let's go. You know that that's fine. Um, but 
you don't have there just there is no plan there, there there's there's never been a plan with this team it's you know once once they got Peyton even then there didn't really seem to be a plan other than when they got their ass kicked by Seattle then it was like oh we should probably go and work on our defense um but there's never been a plan with with this team and with with Elway uh ever it's it's just lucky things have either happened or they've just i don't know they they just they i i don't even know how to explain how this team operates because no other team in the league operates like this and and people on twitter are like oh well you know it's it's uh it's really hard to get your your quarterback like, look at how many of these quarterbacks haven't worked out. Well, yeah, obviously, but the Broncos have passed up on already one that has worked out, and that's Josh Allen. They passed up on Josh Allen to select Bradley Chubb. And Josh Allen was the perfect John Elway quarterback. Six foot five, strongest arm in the league, uh, right there with Mahomes. I think stronger than Mahomes. Um, he he can run, uh, obviously a little bit of accuracy issues, but obviously that doesn't seem to be a, a big deal right now. And played, played in Wyoming, right? Right over here. <laughs> it's a couple hours away. And still, um, no, we're going to select Bradley Chubb, who's had injury issues. Awesome. Great job, guys. It, th there's just, there is... No plan, and the Broncos have been so desperate to recreate the the team that won a Super Bowl. But that team was that team that happens once every what 15, 20 years. That type of team, yeah, that never happens. Let's look across the league. What everyone does, the Broncos are the only ones that do what they do. Other than them. No one else does anything close. I mean, maybe you can argue Washington, but Washington in the past have tried, right? They drafted RG3. They went with Kirk Cousins. Things didn't work out with those in, in, in that way. But this team, the team now in Washington, kind of seems to be going that route. But they also had a draft pick that was so late. They didn't really have an opportunity. Uh, the Bears kind of beat them to it. And I don't think they wanted Mac Jones. So uh, the the every other team, including New England, by the way, has either selected a quarterback in the top fifteen, um, and it's worked out, or it hasn't. But every team in the league has done it in the last 10 years. I mean, what? who's a team that hasn't taken a quarterback in the top 15? There, I'm sure there's a couple, like Pittsburgh probably, that has had their quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, Baltimore like, got Lamar late, but still. Yeah. They went all in one, on the guy. Right. And then Seattle, obviously. they You know, there's those lucky ones, right? But other than that, most of, mostly every team 
has gotten the, we need to go get a guy in the top 15. Kansas City did it. They moved up from 27 to, what, 10? Uh, Houston has done it. Jacksonville has done it multiple times. Uh, the Jets have done it multiple times. Um, the Bears have now done it. Actually, multiple times. Like, there are so many teams that have done it. And, yeah, the Bears failed. It didn't work out with Trubisky, right? But I'd rather have that than, oh, well, we're just going to completely avoid quarterbacks in the top 15. And we're just going to be 7-9 and nine every year. That I, I don't want that. What What's the goal? I, and, and this is where I don't understand Bronco, Broncos fans. And this is why I say Broncos fans are the best fans in the NFL. But they're also the dumbest. And this is why. What do you want? Do you want them to win a Super Bowl or not? And I don't think that's the case. I think 90% of Broncos fans just want them to win most more games than they lose. And I, and, and I think the team is that way. And if you do that, unless you uh, fall into getting a Peyton Manning or an Aaron Rodgers, you're never going to win. Never. I mean, they haven't drafted a quarterback in the top five since, well, ever, unless you count John Elway. Like, it, it's just... Well, I mean, John wasn't even their draft pick. He just right. made it here. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, now they did, but, I mean, you can argue that they gave up a lot. So, like, essentially, they just moved up and, and picked him, essentially. Like, you know, it's not like after a year they traded for him. Um, so, it's just, I, I was curious the other day, and I was like, how many teams, when the Broncos won the Super Bowl, so that was, what, the 2015-2016 season? Yes. All right. So I was curious about this, and I wanted to see what teams, like some of the worst teams in the league that year, right? So obviously Carolina went fifteen and one. Arizona went thirteen and three. Really? Um, Cincinnati was twelve and four. Wow. Uh, and Denver twelve and four. So those are some of the better teams: Kansas City eleven and five, New England twelve and four. The worst teams. Okay. Tennessee, well, what did they do? They went and got, got Tannehill, who failed in Miami, and who's kind of working out. So that's one of those teams that I guess has kind of gone that same route. But Tannehill was also a top 15 pick. Um, it's kind of similar to what Carolina's trying to do with Sam Darnold. Which, by the way, if Denver had done that, I would have been okay with that. Um, Cleveland, well, they got Baker, and they've made it to the AFC or to the AFC divisional round and are the probably the favorites to at least challenge Kansas City. Okay. San Diego. San Diego up and down, but then they got they traded up, I believe they traded up to go get Justin Herbert and now they look like a really really good team, possibly a playoff team. Uh Dallas, they've been up and down with Dak because of injuries. San Fran, uh, what did they do? They went out and got Garoppolo, and then they got to the Super Bowl, and then they still weren't happy with Garoppolo, so they traded up to number three to grab Trey Lance. Okay, Jacksonville, 
Well, they've got Trevor Lawrence. They, I think they've tried a few times with quarterbacks since. Um, but they, they finally landed Trevor Lawrence. Baltimore, they got Lamar Jackson. Tampa Bay got lucky and, and got Tom Brady. The Giants have tried with Daniel Jones. Miami's trying with Tua. Chicago tried Trubisky. And now Justin Fields. St. Louis went out and got Goff. Made a Super Bowl. Philly, well, they got gotten Wentz and made it to a Super Bowl. Um, and uh, let's see, the rest of the teams are, are kind of just in the middle that already had guys. So, oh, and the Buffalo. So every, almost every team that had six or less wins, they went out and got a guy. And most of those teams will probably either have already or will make the playoffs before the Broncos since they won the Super Bowl. So which way works? Which way? Is it the Band-Aid way of, oh, you know, Joe Flacco is still in his prime? Or is it we're going to go get maybe either a young guy that didn't work in their other place, like a Ryan Tannehill, a Sam Darnold, a Jimmy Garoppolo, or we're going to go up and draft a guy. Um, obviously, I, I think we, we know the answer to that. And it's like, oh, you got to get lucky. No. No. The Broncos have now blown two chances in five years. So, you're telling me they got lucky twice and ignored it? Well, that's even worse. Well, in the way it's, that they've fallen into how they want to build teams, you would think it would be the uh, the perfect situation for a young quarterback. They want to play good defense and, you know, run the ball, theoretically, keep their quarterback out of bad situations, right? They're going to rely on their defense, play field position. You would think that would lend itself to the perfect spot for a young quarterback to develop. I mean, we saw that with a Russell Wilson. You know, he lands there with the, the Legion of Boom and he has a guy, Marshawn Lynch, who he can hand it to 25 times a game. Yeah. And, and people, like, people point to, like, the the Seahawks or the Cowboys, like, oh, they found a quarterback in third or fourth round. Yeah, they did. Um, but that's, one, that's very rare. But, two, Russell Wilson shouldn't have. He dropped because he was five foot eleven. Um, I don't think that would happen anymore. another guy the Broncos passed anymore. up, by the way. Right. Um, but I don't think that would happen. Any- well, yeah, but, you know, uh, L.A. Was, is obsessed with his big quarterbacks, right? So they were never going to draft uh, Russell Wilson. But that's why Russell Wilson had dropped. And because of Russell Wilson, guys like Kyler Murray um, and even uh, Spencer Rattler coming out now, like these type of guys are now viewed as they can be great, great quarterbacks. And their size doesn't really matter um and then Dak I forget what happened to Dak I think it was injuries and and that's why he dropped um which obviously he's dealt with a lot of injuries since so I guess teams are kind of right on that but it's it's also worked out so I look I I think I'll say this I I think if the if the Broncos do not make the playoffs this year no, okay, I'll do this. If the Broncos do not if the Broncos do not make the playoffs this year, because I think they have the talent to do so, they just don't have the quarterback. 
But if they don't, San Fran, the Jets, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chicago Bears, and the New England Patriots will all make the playoffs before the Broncos do. I mean, I I think that's that's a fair prediction, but you know, it just depends on what happens next year, you know, with Rodgers being a free agent. So if they don't get Rodgers, then yes, I would have totally agree with you, 100%. But it just feels like this year is a a throw it on the wall and see if it sticks kind of year. Like Peyton's like, "Eh, sure, I'll let Fangio kind of do what he wants. If we win, icing on the cake. If we lose, it gives me the reason I need to just blow it up. Uh, you don't have to keep Teddy Bridgewater around. Drew Locke has already lost his starting job. And theoretically, I think that ends his tenure here as a Bronco. I don't I don't see him being kept here long term after this year. You get off of Fangio, bring in your own coaching staff. You're probably maybe somewhere in the teens. I don't know, depending on the, how the season goes. Maybe you go get a young quarterback. Who knows? I but mean, there isn't, there isn't much. No, and, much. and many people and have I'm said watching, that this year isn't good for quarterbacks. Well, and, and I'll always say this. I, I do think that someone will pop up. My guess is Carson Strong um, out of Nevada. But the, the problem is he's going to be a top five pick. I just don't think the Broncos will have a top five pick. Uh, because like I've said, I, I, they have a really good, we both said they have a really good roster. They're not going to lose 12, 15, 13, 14 games. They're just not. Um, they're not going to win 12, 13, 14 games. They're, they're stuck in the middle. They're the definition of stuck in the middle uh, right now. And that's the worst place you can be in sports. Because you're going to be good enough to avoid being getting a top 12, 13 pick. But you're not going to be, but you're going to be bad enough to where you either barely make the playoffs or you don't make the playoffs. They're stuck. They're a eight and nine, nine and eight team with, 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 because of their quarterback. Well, the goal it's has shifted. Cool. The mindset has, has shifted there, whether intentionally or, or unintentionally, from contending for Super Bowls to let's just get relevant again. And that's a dangerous place to be because it lends yourself to being in that middle of the pack. Well, but see, if you had that mindset, though, wouldn't you go get a quarterback? Like, it, it just it, it doesn't make any sense. And I've said this about George Payton because George Payton got put in a really bad spot. Because of John Elway. And, and and what I mean by that is they didn't let George Payton just have a reset. So they threw George Payton in a disaster of a team with a terrible head coach and no quarterback. And so George George can't just... It was a, it, like if he went and took Justin Fields and Fields doesn't work out, Peyton loses his job within first within the first three years. Right. Because he's tied to to um, Justin Fields. But you're also if you do dra- draft Justin Fields, what you're also doing is you're kind of tying him to Vic Fangio. And. In the back, I'm guessing that in the back of George Payton's mind, he's guessing that he's going to end up firing Vic Fangio. So you don't want to put your rookie quarterback in a situation where he's having to deal with multiple head coaches his first two, three years, right? 
So it's it's kind of a lose lose in in that situation. And if you if 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 you don't take Fields and he ends up being great, that's going to really suck. But at that point, I think for George Payton, you got to hope that Fangio fails because then you can completely reset. And then it's more of a long-term thing, right? Now you're given you're giving your whole contract because their your first year was essentially a wash. So George Payton made the right move for him because it gives because this year no matter what happens is a win-win. If the team sucks, then he can reset and make the team he wants, right? Hire the coach that he wants. Do everything he wants. If they win and make the playoffs, well, then he looks like a genius for taking Patrick Sertan and and you know all these guys and building this roster the how he did, right? So, no matter what happens this season, George Payton is a win is in a win-win situation. So he made the right decision for himself, and we said this before. I, I we said this before the draft, right? The smartest thing for him to do is to not take a quarterback and just see what happens with Fangio. Now, we obviously both disagree, but the the problem is he got put in a situation where he couldn't make his own decisions. And that's always fault. All of this comes down to Elway because all they had to do if Elway wanted to step down and be the fall guy, all they had to do was reset. All they had to do was say, George, come on in. We're going to fire everyone. Make your own hires. And build this team how you want. If that happens, I guarantee you the Broncos take a quarterback. But it just wasn't... It didn't really make a lot of sense for George Payton to take a quarterback when he doesn't even have the head coach he wants because Elway is so desperate to prove that he was right about anyone that he picked. Well, and his most final decision, right, at quarterback has now failed again. So, and that was my ideal situation going into the year. I wanted things to be blown up. Just get rid of everybody. Start fresh, start new. But they didn't. And it's just, again, just a backwards... You're, you're, you know, taking stu- two steps just to take three back. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, you're but, trying to take shortcuts. Right. That's because all they've done. That's part all they has done. Part of it, too, I think, is in a reluctance of being too proud of, of we don't want to go through the losing. But you, you just have to. It's inevitable. Well, they so, still are. It doesn't matter. Right, right. Well, they're just not losing the way they could be. Um, you know, they're trying to, to not be an embarrassment, but in a sense, they are an embarrassment. I mean, we just talked about it to open the show. You're not even the past couple years. I think they've opened on Monday night. What, uh, I I can remember the chargers game. I'm pretty sure they've opened on Monday night the last like two, three years. Um, at least it feels that way. And now what you've been relegated to is the giants who have what, I mean, the biggest name on their team is is Saquon Barkley and he's coming off of a, a year where he didn't finish because he tore his ACL and you're not only playing not only that you're not even playing at home you're playing in New York in the 11 a.m. slot you know the earliest time slot 
So that's what the NFL thinks about you. They don't think you're relevant. But it is what it is. You know, it, it's, it's, it seems like, again, there's decisions that keep getting made. And it, it, they seem backwards and not well planned out or well thought out. But hopefully after this year, because I think the worst thing that could possibly happen is Vic Fangio staying around and nothing against Vic. I just think he's a better defensive coordinator than he is a coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a crap head coach. And I think the worst thing that could happen is he gets to stay around because then it's just going to be just around for the ride on the merry-go-round. We're just going to go keep going in right. this circle. We're in a constant roundabout, and we just keep missing the turn to get off of this thing. Right. Well, you got to think, too, the worst the, the worst nightmare for a Vic Fangio type of coach is having a rookie quarterback. So he he did not want them. And, and, and I would assume George Payton has talked to Fangio about what he wanted in the draft, right? And I, I guarantee you Fangio probably told George Payton, I don't want a rookie quarterback. So George Payton said, fine, we're going to do it your way. And if it doesn't work, then he's, you're going to get fired. And so that's why George Payton, all, or that's why Vic Fangio all along wanted to choose Teddy Bridgewater. And we saw it. Bridgewater was favored, favored from day one. How, you, you do not give a guy three fourth down attempts to desperately keep a drive alive in the first half of a game, first quarter of a game, because you you don't want him to... Like, you do those things because you desperately want him to win the job. Right? What are we talking... What, Drew Locke had maybe two of those situations, and they punted. So everyone talking about, oh, look at Teddy's numbers. Look at, look at Bridgewater. How, look at his numbers. He did great. Well, two things stand out in, in, in when, I, when I watched the games. He got three fourth down attempts that all three would have been either punts or I think one might, might have been a field goal. So instead of having, what, 17 points, I think is what they put up, what Bridgewater put up, uh, you would have had three and a lot of punts, which... Expect that in regular season. And then also the, another number was the, the yards per uh, uh, yards per attempt um, or yards per completion, whatever. Uh, wasn't very good. I think I'm pretty sure it was like under eight, maybe. I, that those things are it's just it's not gonna work in the regular season. you know, checking down every time and hoping that you're you're Guys, uh, your Jerry Judys and, and Cortland Suttons make big plays. They can maybe make a play once or twice a game, but to expect them to do that every single play, this it's not realistic, especially when you're going up against the best defenses in the league, um, in the world. It, it, it's just, I mean, you've been playing backups this whole time. Like, it, it's, it's not, you know, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, they're going to have to have unbelievable routes that get them wide open if they want to get the ball 15 yards down the field because the ball won't get there. If it's, if it's, if they create just a little bit of separation, the ball won't get there. They have to, they have to create a lot of separation to get the ball downfield. So it's going to be a lot of screens. 
It's going to be a lot of checkdowns to Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, I mean, Noah Fant, I don't know how much Noah Fant played. Did he play at all? He did, right? I just, I don't yeah, think he he's going to, I don't think he's going to get a lot of targets, to be honest. Um, he just didn't really have a good preseason. He didn't yeah, really do much. <laughs> but, well, I think, I think part of it, though, too, is, because I don't think he played when Drew Locke was out there. I don't believe. I don't think he played the first um, game. He did. He did. He did just he? didn't. He just didn't do much. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think that's their offense, right? And plus, their he's been offense. kind of banged up a little bit too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't remember him being. I, I thought he was hurt for the first preseason game, but um, it's just this. This offense is going to be very reliant on the running backs having to make plays. And the outside guys having to make special plays, and and I just it that's been the offense for the last five years. It's it's not going to work. It doesn't work in this league. It just doesn't. You're gonna have to throw it downfield at some point. Um, you're gonna have to make special throws at some point. Um, yeah. You know, and and late in games we're gonna see that. You know, this team has blown a lot of games over the last couple years, and some of it's time management. Um, but a lot of it is all of a sudden you just, you can't throw down field. And so they're going to blow a lot of games. They're going to lose a lot of close games because of that. So it's just, it's disappointing. Um, well, and look, I, I, I think both of us hope we're wrong, <laughs> but I mean, we've seen this five years in a row. It, it's just. Yeah, it's the same story. It's a different guy. You know, it started with Case Keenum, and then it went to Joe Flacco, and now you're here with Teddy Bridgewater, and you know, it's it's just the same band aid, just a different year, and a you know, instead of the Mickey Mouse band aid, we now have you know, the Toy Story band aid, and then we moved on to you know the Nickelodeon band aid. You know, it's just it's a different different season, but the same outcome. Um, and hoping for hoping for the best. I mean, it, I I feel conflicted because yes, obviously as a fan, I want this team to win and do well. But again, at the end of the day, I don't want to exchange short term relevance and getting back to relevance for long term success, which should be the goal because it's been avoided the way to get back there, which every team has to go through. Okay, except for New England for 20, 20 years because they had you know, arguably the greatest player of all time at his position and really probably in the NFL history, they they were able to, and, and at the same time, he wasn't asking for big money each and every contract. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't breaking the bank every time. So they really just got fortunate. Okay, that's, that's just really what happened. So unless you have that situation, you have to do like what other teams do and rebuild it's what New Orleans is going to have to do, but they're just going the Band-Aid route. They're just doing what the Broncos did, and eventually they'll figure it out of, okay, Jameis really isn't the answer. We should probably go get our guy. You know, the, all these Pittsburgh, they're going to be on the list too. You're going to have to go back down to the bottom to try and eventually work yourself yourself well, yeah. back up to the top. It, it, took, it took New England one year of trying it to realize. Yeah. Like, it took Bill Belichick, who... I think we all can agree, you know, hasn't put in the most 
effort, I guess, into their offense, right? It's been, here, Brady, here's uh, some crap receivers. Can you turn them into something? Um, it's been really that for them. And it took them a year of seeing a Band-Aid try at quarterback. It obviously didn't work. Cam couldn't stay healthy either. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, if there's a quarterback, we'll draft one. Because you need one. <laughs> you need one to win. Even it, even with the Broncos Super Bowl, do we really believe that Brock Osweiler would have won that Super Bowl if he stayed in? Oh, absolutely not. No. They didn't just win because they had an all-time great defense. They also won because they had a Hall of Fame quarterback's mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... You can just win just based off your defense. Even even some of the better defenses in the last 10, 15 years that have won a Super Bowl had a quarterback. Seattle, Russell Wilson. Now, he wasn't Russell Wilson that we know now, but he was still really good. They won that Super Bowl because their defense was great, but they also had a guy that they believed in and that a lot of people believed in. And who was really, really good. So, it's... I, I just, I don't... I don't know why the Broncos really believe that they can win without a top 10 quarterback. Or top 15, even. Like, they don't... Unless they're... Unless they really believe Bridgewater can be a top 15 quarterback. and Because they obviously believe that Joe Flacco could, and well, Case Keenum. Yeah, they, they thought those things. Um, but I, I, I think, I think honestly, when you have when you're a team that's reliant on your defense, I really do think that's a good situation for a young quarterback to go into. Right. Because right. you're already catering yourself to playing that style. So why not? I mean, the Patriots did it with Tom Brady when he came in for Bledsoe. Right. He well, was Seattle. Point. Seattle has done it. Philly won their Super Bowl like that. Now, obviously, it was Nick Foles, but still, Carson Wentz. If Carson Wentz would have stayed healthy, they would have won the Super Bowl. Okay, well, people need to get over it. Carson Wentz was I having a, too- Carson Wentz was having an MVP season. People forget about how good Carson Wentz was. Um, who else have done it? Oh, Kansas City. Huh? Yeah, that's it. That's that's one. No. Uh, how about the Rams? They did it. Great defense with a young quarterback. Um, uh, San Fran. San Fran did it. Great defense. Young quarterback that didn't have a lot of playtime because he sat behind Tom Brady, right? They did it. I Almost every team who's been in the Super Bowl, not named Tom Brady, has done it over the last 10 years the same exact way. Draft or get, get a young quarterback, whether you're grabbing him from, you know, another team or you're drafting him and then building a great defense behind them. And giving them the weapons. It's just building a That's, team where they don't have to be the guy to make the play. Right. They have guys and, and, around them and a unit around them that will make the plays. And just why don't put can us you in a bad that? situation. Why can you do that? Because they're cheap, right? Those quarterbacks are cheap. Yeah. And they have a lot of talent. That's why. That that is the that is the way to win a Super Bowl right now. How many uh, just how many Super Bowls has Russell Wilson won since he signed his big deal? How many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won since he won his big deal? Oh, see, we're not going to get into this, though. 
but my point look my point is they won super bowls at the perfect time kansas city won super bowls at the perfect time it'll be very interesting to see what happens to kansas city once that contract starts going into effect for for mahomes i think it'll be rough for them the first two or three years then that contract gets friendly because it's so long and it, it lowers and lowers and lowers. Um, so, or at least with, with percentage of cap space. So they'll be back, but I think those first couple of years under his contract will be kind of rough. Um, and it's because, you know, it, it's a lot of money. You can't keep everyone. You can't sign guys. You know, you can't go out and, and, um, and sign some of the defense, Tyron Matthew. You can't go and just sign him because you have money because you have a rookie quarterback, right? Um, so you can't do that. But it's it's just when teams have kind of started to pay their quarterback, all of a sudden it gets a lot harder. So your window, which we've seen over the last decade, the window is either you have the greatest of all time one of the greatest of all, of all time, either Peyton or Brady, or you had drafted a guy and in his second, third, or fourth year, it worked out, right? Even though, like, Carson Wentz is no longer in Philly. Jerry Goff is no longer with the Rams, right? And people point to that as fails. They weren't fails. One won a Super Bowl and one got there. It, it, it wasn't those weren't failures. San Fran going and getting Garoppolo wasn't a failure because they got to a Super Bowl. So drafting a quarterback in the top 10 out of like, so for, for the five quarterbacks that win this year, right? How many of them are really going to end up being top five quarterbacks in the league? Maybe one, right? Maybe two, maybe. I think there's a good shot at two of them being really good because I think this is one of the best draft classes that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. It's like the 80 what is it, 83 83 draft class where there was just yeah. like four guys, four Marino, quarterback Hall of Famers. Kelly, Elway, and I can't remember the other one. Right. There's like four Hall of Famers in that class. I think this class has a shot. Um, it obviously depends on the team, right? But But based off of recent history, more than likely, only two of them will end up being, two or less, will end up being great, great quarterbacks, top five guys. But that doesn't mean the rest of the guys, that doesn't mean you can't win a, a Super Bowl with the rest of the guys. Like, if New England puts the right pieces around Mac Jones because all of a sudden they have money now, gives them some weapons, builds up a great defense, and has Bill Belichick, you don't think they can win a Super Bowl with that? If the Chicago Bears with Khalil Mack build a great defense and give Justin Fields weapons, which they they actually have given him already, you don't think that team, if they can build a great defense, which we know Chicago can, you don't think they can win the Super Bowl or, or at least get there? The Jets, and we'll get we'll get to you know Zach Wilson and how much I like Zach Wilson, whatever, but. They've they've put together a really good offense, a young offense around Zach Wilson. Obviously, their defense has a lot of work to do, but you got to remember, you know, 
the the Jets, their franchise overall has been complete crap the last what four or five years. Mm-hmm. But when they had Rex Ryan, and they grabbed a quarterback in the top fifteen of a draft, top five maybe. How many AFC Championship games did they get to? Oh yeah, three. So, the Jets are capable of doing so. They got a really good, I believe, a really good head coach. They have a guy in Matt LaFleur, I believe, as their offensive coordinator, uh, who, by the way, his brother is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and that offense is great. Oh, and who does Zach Wilson get compared to? Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Huh. What system are the LaFleurs under? Oh, uh, the Shanahans. Hmm, interesting, right? They built from the ground up. They went and got, got the GM. They went and got a really good head coach who is actually, I think, defensive-minded. And then they went and got an offensive coordinator who has ties to great offensive minds. And then they went and got the second best, or I think, the most talented quarterback in the draft. And then not only that, they draft last year, they drafted, they got, they inherited a really good left tackle. But they still went in the offensive line in the first round because they had two first-round picks. And they got Elijah Vera Tucker, who is probably the best guard in the draft. And in the second round, they got one of the best receivers in the draft class in Elijah Moore. So they're building the team how you should, right? Theoretically, on paper, that's how you do it. That's how the Chiefs have done it. That's how the Texans did it. That's how, obviously, that's kind of falling apart, but... That, that, that is the ML, right? That is how you do it. Now, will it work out? We'll have to wait and see. But that's how, those are the steps that you take. Jacksonville. I don't love Urban, I don't love Urban Meyer, so we'll see. But they've, they've given Trevor Lawrence a couple of nice weapons. They drafted Travis Etienne. Obviously, he's going to be out for the year. Um, but you reset and you build from the ground up. And if you do that, you're going to give your quarterback the best chance to succeed. And he doesn't have to be all-time great to win a Super Bowl. We just, we've seen it. You just have to have a guy who can make those throws and also give yourself the money to be able to build that type of roster. So it's, you know, it's not like... It's not like I'm talking about building a team in an unrealistic way. Like it's 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 been done multiple times by teams who haven't even won a Super Bowl or even got there, but they were able to get to AFC Champ. I mean, look at the Bills. They got to an AFC Championship last year. Look at the Browns. I just to me it's simple. Now it's hard to land those guys because you have to have the draft picks to do so but when you have those draft picks it's simple and the Broncos have had those draft picks twice and passed up on them twice well here's the hoping with a new regime for the most part in place that things change but Teddy Bridgewater getting the start how long his leash is to be determined not sure it's that long, but we'll I see. Think, Maybe Drew Locke hurt. makes a, an appearance. Uh, no, unless Teddy gets hurt, I don't think Drew Locke sees the field. Well, either hurt or sick or – but I, I, listen, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can go out there and stink it up, you know, have a two- or three-game stretch where he stinks it up. 
I think his his leash isn't that that long. I don't think they're gonna ride him. What well, unless all it's, year. unless it's, unless his turnovers? I don't think they sit him. I really don't. Well, he has a he has a knack for turning it over. He's he's not a safe quarterback, despite him being more of a game manager. If you look at his turnover stats, it's he he gives the ball away. At least he did in Carolina last year. So I wouldn't be shocked if we see Drew at all this year. At some point, depending on how long this leash is, we shall see. But I want to get to um, to Bradley Chubb here because he's missed another practice, I think, a few days ago last week. Um, his status for game one when Vic was asked about it during the week, he said he's unsure. Now there was a tweet yesterday that I saw at the end of the day that Bradley Chubb is good to go or likely to be good to go for game one. Um, this week against the Giants. But it's like at the same time, we're now three years in. This is a guy who tore his ACL in year two, had ankle surgery after last season, and now it's the opposite ankle that he's having issues with. This is a guy who tore his ACL, I think, twice uh, before his ACL tear. Or he might be... I think he did it once in high school and once at NC State. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, this is a guy who coming out of the draft was t- you know, touted as being a generational pass rusher. His rookie year, he has 12 sacks. I think that's very promising. Played all 16 games. You're thinking, okay, year two, he can only build on this. Obviously, he doesn't. He tears his ACL in week one or two or three, maybe, against the Bears. Um, only has one sack that year. Last year comes back, has seven and a half sack. Uh, sack somehow makes it to a Pro Bowl, which I don't think that was Pro Bowl when he didn't even have more than Malik Reed in terms of sacks. I think Malik Reed actually led the team in sacks last year, which is kind of questionable. But it's it's getting me to the point where, and I'm not so much on the train of, oh, see, you should have taken Josh Allen because I think Elway kind of talked himself out of that because he drafted Paxton and he had Brock, and he kind of, oh, I think yeah, he was a little gun-shy about yeah. the, the whole big quarterback type thing. So, but at the same time, it's like, man, I'm not going to call Bradley Chubb a bust right now, but for where he was picked, and granted, it's not necessarily all his fault, you know, tearing his ACL. I mean, that's it's kind of a random thing. You can't really account for that. The ankle thing, okay, it's kind of random, but... There is something to be said about a guy who has had an injury history, and you're seeing it play out in the pros as well. He's definitely not lived up to his top five status. I wouldn't say he's shown to be a generational pass rusher either in his first three years. I'm to the point where I'm like, do we even really pick up that fifth-year option? Because the Broncos have to decide that at the beginning of next year, I want to say. Or in next year's offseason, you have to decide that. So I'm to the point where I'm just, I'm concerned about Bradley Chubb as just a player and what he can be. Um, You know, we know Vaughn's not anywhere near what he used to be, well, in terms of his age. Um, I thought he looks decent. He looked pretty good in, in the preseason. I thought he looked like Vaughn for the most part. Now we'll see if that continues to play out in the season. But we have yet to see these guys really share the field together for 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 at least that a large amount of time and I don't know I'm just concerned about him as a player his future as a Bronco and it just feels like another 
missed draft pick, and then you look, you know, the following year at a guy like Noah Fant, who I think has all the promise in the world, but he's an also another guy who's dealt with some injury issues. But sticking with Chubb, do you feel as concerned as I am, or am I jumping the gun a little bit? Well, no, I, I think the injuries are a, a massive concern. Um, we know if he stays healthy that he's a really good player, but he just can't stay healthy. And it's not just since he got to the NFL, it's been his whole career. It's high school, college. So if, if they do not resign him, if George Payne just decides to move off of Bradley Chubb, yes, I would say it's a bust. It was a bust for the Broncos. Now, will Bradley Chubb end up being a bust? No, I I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not willing to say that because he could move on and figure it out, stay healthy. But if the Broncos decide to move on from him, yeah, it was a bad draft pick. It was. It was a bad draft pick. When you need a quarterback, take a quarterback. I what the did Chicago get gun shy because they failed on Trubisky? No. This this whole notion of oh well we tried this route and it didn't work. You tried a route in which was never going to work. You took a guy at the end of the first round that shouldn't have been a first-round pick. That was your first mistake. Not, It wasn't because... It's not like Paxton Lynch was a top-10 pick and failed. Give me a break. You failed on your drafting your, your second... Your, you failed by drafting a quarterback late in the first and then in the second round. That was your failures. Was Brock a first round or a second round? Second round, right? Those were your failures. You took a quarterback in the second round, and you took a quarterback in the first round, late in the first round. That shouldn't have been a first round pick. Those were your mistakes. So being gun-shy to take a guy at number five, who obviously had the arm talent, who had the size, who had the ability to run, that should not have scared you away from taking that guy at five. It should not have. Plain and simple. So if if Bradley if they do not re-sign Bradley Chubb, yes, it was a bust. I'm not calling Bradley Chubb a bust necessarily. I'm calling the draft pick a bust. It's a bad draft pick. Terrible. Because you needed a quarterback. And there was one there was a guy sitting there who and all to all like who I think from what I remember, a guy that John Elway really loved. He went to those games. He was at multiple of those Wyoming games. But, you know, he was gun shy for no reason. You just the the guys that when when you take a quarterback in the in late in the first or in the you know second round. The guys that work out were the guys that shouldn't have shouldn't have dropped to that far. Like Lamar Jackson, the reasons why he dropped were because he was a running quarterback, right? So like the the to me, that's just not a reason why you that guy drops. Like he should have been picked higher. Um Paxton Lynch should never have been a first-round pick. Russell Wilson should have been a first-round pick, but he was just short. You know, so, like, there's different reasons why guys drop 
and, and why quarterbacks drop in the first first round or into the second. Um, but a guy like Paxton Lynch should have never been taken in the first round. Just should never have at all. So to it's get a failed pick, guys, though. It's a failed pick if this doesn't work out for Bradley Chubb. It's just I'm just really concerned about yeah, it because yeah, it's. It, in three years, well, he's notched 20 and a half sacks, and that's just... Well, I'll I mean, say this. I'll say this. Bradley Chubb could go out there and get 15 sacks this season. I still think it was a failed pick because Josh Allen is great. Yeah, but situations matter. Well, okay. Situation, yeah, situations matter. I, I completely agree. And his situation the first two years was complete dog crap. If the Broncos had taken him, Josh Allen would have actually hit his ceiling or hit his this point faster than it did know. with Buffalo. I don't know if he oh, would have. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I don't know if he would have. I think it does. I think it does. Because the Broncos at that point, I think, would have had Cortland Sutton, I believe. Um, and, and look, the Broncos also haven't been shy about going out and getting weapons for their quarterback, obviously. They took two in two rounds um last year so they've 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 that's one thing that they haven't been shy about is going out and getting guys for their quarterback um so i i do think that josh allen would have hit this point a lot faster than the with what he did with with the bills the you gotta look go back and look at those bills rosters josh allen the only thing josh allen could do was run because his receivers were just terrible his offensive line was just unbelievably bad it was a bad team it was a very bad 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 team so the broncos i and i think we can both agree the broncos have never had just a bad team they've just had bad quarterback and bad head coaches like those have been the two weaknesses for for denver which resulted in, in having bad years but to say that the Broncos have had a, a, a bad roster like the Bills or um, the Jets or the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, to say that they've had bad rosters like that, I completely disagree. I think they've had fine rosters. You give them a quarterback and they win. They maybe make the playoffs a couple times. If you have Josh Allen, the, the Broncos made the playoffs the last two years if it's Josh Allen. Looking at that 2018, I mean, they had Phillips, so obviously that would have definitely helped push him over the edge, <laughs> having a Pro Bowl running back. Sure. You had I Sanders, who quit on the team, Demarius in his Wait, last but, year. Okay, but does Sanders quit on the team if he has Josh Allen? Mm, well, if Josh Allen's airmailing it over his head 20 yards, he probably does. <laughs> but Josh Allen... <laughs> I mean, that, that, put, that 2018 roster wasn't... Awesome offense. And that, that's also with the with that would have been with a rookie quarterback, right? Josh yes. that would have been a rookie. So Jeff Hireman was a starting tight end. I mean I right. So that's I not think a great roster. Well, okay, but I don't think okay, I Emmanuel Sanders is not a bad receiver. Also, was Cortland Sutton on that team or no? No, he wasn't. Okay, so that was the year before. So D T had a good year that year, right? He had a uh, solid year. Uh no, no, he didn't. 
He had 36 catches for 402 yards and three oh, touchdowns. Oh, was that his? Was that his that last his year last with Denver? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 So, I mean, I don't know who was the quarterback that year. Case Keenum. Okay. Um, I don't think, but I see. I don't think that's a that's a worse roster. That's worse offense weapons than what the Bills. Oh, gave I guess Josh. no. Sutton Sutton was a rookie that year. Okay, I was gonna say because I remember Sutton being there, the last DTs last year. I don't see. I think Josh. I think Josh. I think that that year ends up being very different. Uh, now, so. do they maybe? I don't know if they make the playoffs right with a rookie quarterback. Well, I mean, they what did they might. finish that year? Six and ten. Does Josh Allen make them better than six and ten that year? I, I think they go. I think. I think I they think go so. maybe eight and eight, probably seven and nine. Oh, I think it's, it's no. one win. I think they're one win better. But the reason why is because it's a rookie quarterback, right? We don't see rookie quarterbacks take teams to the playoffs. That rarely happens. What I'm saying, though, is in year two, because the Bills were bad with Josh Allen the first two years. It wasn't until last year that they that it clicked. So going into that 2019 season then, you have Cortland Sutton going into his second year, and you have um, who who go look at that twenty nineteen roster. Well, you get Noah Fant, you get Deshaun, yeah. or um, uh, was Hamler wasn't in that draft. Uh, so you get Noah Fant Tim the Patrick. next year. Tim Patrick, um, Sanders was still on the team at that point. Obviously, Pro Bowler Philip Lindsay. Um, so I mean, it, it gets a so little what better, is, but what I'm saying is Cortland Sutton takes a step, which he did. Don't uh, no Fant actually had actually a, a pretty decent rookie season for a tight end with bad quarterbacks. So what is that? What, what happens with Josh Allen? I don't know. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he was pissed because they couldn't give him a quarterback, but if Josh Allen, so yeah, you know, Emmanuel quit on the team the next year, not, not 18. Right. Right. So, but I don't I, I I don't think he quits on the team if he sees Josh Allen's talent. I just don't. You got to go to back to and look at those Buffalo Bills rosters. Well, no, I'm not saying that they were great when he first got there, but they got a, a head coach and a GM that were on the same page and they already right. had pieces on the defensive side and they they built around him and they did it correctly and they were patient with him. The Broncos aren't aren't patient with young quarterbacks. That's part of the reason too. Like we can get on Paxton for for not being good and things like that, but I mean he wasn't necessarily given the best opportunity to succeed. He was drafted into into a system that didn't fit him first of all, right. and then it, with a coach who didn't want to play him. Okay, and then you get Drew Locke, who again is drafted in probably to a system who that doesn't necessarily fit him, and then a coach that doesn't necessarily want to play him. So, I mean, well, but, but you 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 went and, and well, yeah, but that but those things are <sighs> Buffalo had to play Josh Allen. The Broncos, fresh off of the Super Bowl, didn't want to play Paxton. They still thought they had a chance, right? But what? I'm, but yeah, but Josh Allen wasn't drafted for another three years. What I'm saying though is at that point. You made the the. It wasn't just not taking Josh Allen. I agree. It, no, I guess they you had Taylor, so you didn't necessarily have to play him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Josh Allen started right away. But I, it wasn't just not taking Josh Allen. I agree with that. Right. You you do need the head coach, um, but 
Josh Allen, Josh Allen's talent would have showed way more with those pieces with Sanders, Sutton, you know, possibly Noah fan if if you go down that road, than having the crap that he had in Buffalo. That's all I'm saying. They don't they don't give up on Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen would have been better than what he was his first two years in Buffalo. Do they make the playoffs? I don't know. It depends. It depends on how they build a defense. It depends on all those things, right? But if, I mean, those years, all we heard about was, oh, the Broncos were a quarterback away, right? Weren't they saying that their goal was to make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, theoretically. they They obviously believed that they had a roster to do so. They're right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say what Allen might have been. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. There was probably definitely more quarterback friendly pieces here than in Buffalo, because obviously they had, they didn't have Stephon Diggs at that time. Uh, I'm not even sure what their receiving court looked like at that. I time. remember. I remember looking. I don't think really any of them are in the league still. To be honest, I don't. I mean, we can look, but. I don't think it was good. I don't. I don't think it was good. But give credit to Allen and Buffalo. They were patient. They developed him, developed a team around him. Also, I get to do that too. Where where you can see the guy's talent, and they're just like, we got to get weapons around him. Well, yeah. I mean, what helped him is he was he was a special runner. Like even though he couldn't throw it accurately, he still had a great arm, and you knew he could make plays with his legs. Paxton, I mean, he's he he was super athletic, but he didn't have like a huge arm, uh, at least not that I remember. Um, he didn't, you know, he wasn't like this exceptional runner, like Lamar and and Josh Allen can be, you know. Even though Allen's probably more of the Cam Newton mode of he's just gonna run you over, you know. Same with Drew Locke. he has a he has a good arm, you know. It's strong. It's 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 good. It's probably not great, but it's good. But he's not like an over-the-top athlete or runner, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe if Allen gets here, things are are different. But it's not the way it goes. We chose Bradley Chubb, and now we're sitting here concerned about what his future looks like and if he can stay healthy. And again, another another pick by John Elway. Where I'm like, and to be fair, John has drafted some good ones, but I'm just like, ugh, it's just another thing that sets you back just a little bit more. Each missed pick just sets you back that much more. Um, but before we close today, we do got to get to uh, our our predictions for the season. And we have a whole slate of prop bets for the Broncos season, which I'm excited about. And obviously, we're going to be betting on Crumble. How are we going to do this? Are we going to do... Because obviously, we got to bet on Crumble here. Um, are we going to do a Crumble bet separate for who wins Pick'em and then who gets the most prop bets right for the Broncos season or are we just doing one whole one I think we should I think we should divvy it up we're doing a, a crumble for the predictions well I was gonna say we could do a crumble definitely for the the pick them right that's a right. given but like right. for the Broncos prop bets I was thinking we could do a separate bet of whoever gets the most correct we could do one for that way do one that way or maybe we could just do something else we don't necessarily have to bet another box of crumble that's just me being greedy and wanting to <laughs> you know win multiple boxes of crumble um 
but for sure off of Pick'em. I don't know. We have to find something for whoever well, for gets... For sure off of, off of Pick'em. The only reason why I'm not sure about the uh, the predictions is just I don't know how many we got right last year. Well, like, you, didn't, yeah, I, you didn't even give me your predictions last year. I'm, I was the only one that made predictions. Oh, I remember. Well, I remember, I remember making my predictions, though. Um, no, you never did. You never told me what you wanted. Wait, we didn't have an we didn't have a podcast where we went over it. I don't believe so. No, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure we did. Well, if you want to go back through the library, I don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter because we didn't have a bet to it or anything. But what I'm saying though is, how many like are we really going to get the MVP right? Are we really going to get offense? No, not yeah, yeah, not not those predictions. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but for the Broncos props, that's what I was thinking mostly. We, maybe we should do something separate for that. Whoever gets most right out of that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we might have the same predictions, though, with the Broncos props. But we can go over it and see. Okay, but for, for this year's predictions, um, we can start with the division pre- predictions. Um, who's going to win each division, and then we can do playoffs what we think the matchups are going to be, and then NFL award predictions. Okay. Um, starting with the AFC North, so Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals. Browns are coming off of an AFC divisional appearance. I, again, am not a believer in Lamar until he proves me he can win in the playoffs, but that doesn't necessarily matter in the division. But I do think the Browns have the best overall team in that division. I think I'm going to go Cleveland wins the division again. Yep, there. Cleveland's my pick for winning the division. Um, I think I think I already said it, but I think they're the the team that has the best chance to beat Kansas City. Um, Tennessee is interesting, but I don't think Tennessee's defense is very good at all, um, which obviously is going to matter. But Cleveland's ability to to run the ball. And then getting Odell Beckham back, and all, all those people saying, "Oh, Odell Beckham makes Baker Mayfield worse." Shut up. Um, that's stupid. Um, so, but there is a thing as having too much talent. Well, yeah, but people are people say that he's worse with Beckham because he forces the ball to Beckham. I think which, there's some merit to that. Wait, sure, that that can be true, but that can also easily change. So to say that that's going to happen again is is completely just, you know, what I mean, like. I I don't know. I, I think they're a really good team. I think that's a really good offense. Um, I think they have, from top to bottom, I think that's the best roster in the league. Right there with Tampa Bay. Now, obviously, Tampa Bay has... I say I think Cleveland's defense is better than Tampa Bay's. Ooh, I don't know. I don't it's know about close. that. It's close. I think, I think it's close. I think Cleveland has, from top to bottom, the best roster in the AFC for sure. They're right there with Tampa Bay, as the, those are the two best rosters in the league. So, okay. yeah, Cleveland's my pick for that. Both on Cleveland, AFC South, Tennessee, Indy, Texans, and Jacksonville. Obviously, the, the Jags are going to be a nightmare, so probably will be the the Texans. Um, the Colts obviously get Carson Wentz in the off season, but I don't think they're good enough to win that division. They'll probably be second by default because of the other two teams and their mess. I'm going to go Tennessee. I don't know how you can't go Tennessee here, barring any injury. Yeah, I, and I, I mean, I think they're the, they're the other team, right, that can maybe contend with Kansas City. Um, 
I mean, they're up ten to nothing in the playoff game. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I don't I don't trust their defense, but they're in such a bad division. They should win that division pretty easily. With ease, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the Colts the Colts look the Colts have a good team, um, but I I don't know with Wentz's injury. I don't know if how long he's gonna be out if at all. Well, he was back at practice, but they just put him on the COVID list. So, or he just actually got off the COVID list. But they said he's his injuries. He'll be fine for the season. But okay, I I don't know. I mean, they're interesting. I think Tennessee's offense is gonna be really good though. So yeah, I Tennessee mean, you get you get a, another year of continuity with those guys, and you're adding Julio Jones to AJ Brown and right. Derrick Henry. I just that's that's tough to beat. Um, I I do like the Colts. I do like the Colts. AFC East. Dolphins, Jets, uh, Patriots, Bills. Patriots are kind of sneaky. Um, obviously, the Jets have no shot to win this division. Miami, I think even though they're a good story, I don't think they're good enough to win it. I think them and New England will be dueling it out for second in that division. Uh, but I think Buffalo's the superior team right now, and I think they win that division. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Josh Allen's going to have a very, very special year. Um, AFC West, I mean, is there any argument to be made for anybody but Kansas City? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That's, that's pretty much how it's going to be for the next decade, so we're going to just have to get used to it. Uh, NFC North, Green Bay, Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago. Obviously, Chicago with a young quarterback, Andy Dalton starting for now. Um, Detroit gets Jared Goff. Don't think that's really enough to move the needle. Minnesota, I just don't even like them. Um, and Green Bay obviously has Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go Green Bay by default here. You got the best player in the division. Well, and Green Bay has a good roster. Uh, oh, right. Green, yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah, Jones, Green Bay, Adams. Yeah, Green Bay has a good shot to get to the Super Bowl. They're winning that division. That's easy. Um, Detroit's going to be – I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit won two or less games. Minnesota's going to be back to being that, you know, 16-11, 7-9, or 7-10, They're like they're, they're, they're like the Broncos. They're kind of just in the middle. They have, a good, they have a great running back. They have a good roster. They don't have the quarterback. You know, it, it's one of those things. Um, the, Bears, the Bears are, I don't know. The Bears, I feel like I want to say have a decent roster because they made the playoffs last year. But... I don't know. I think that's another team that probably goes seven and ten, or maybe eight and nine. Yeah, they're probably hovering around five hundred. I think best case they're hovering around five hundred, eight and you know eight and nine. Well, that's not five hundred. I, I but don't think they go nine, nine and eight. Yeah, nine and eight. Yeah, because there's only seventeen. So, I mean, I mean they're going to be hovering around there, but I don't. Green don't Bay should know. win. Green Bay should win thirteen games this year. Yeah, I'd say floor should be. 12 yeah ceiling 14 ish um nfc south tampa uh new orleans falcons and who am i missing carolina uh carolina gets sam darnold don't think that's enough to move the needle um saints could be interesting with Jameis, but i don't think they have enough atlanta you don't really know what to think about them. Maybe they could be fun offensively, but defensively, I don't think they have really much to say. Tampa Bay seems like a lock. Yeah, Tampa Bay should, Tampa Bay should probably win 13, 14 games as well. They're in that same boat. Um, NFC East, the disaster division, 
but always seems to be entertaining. Dallas Giants, Washington, Philly. This one's kind of tough. Um, oh, this one's easy to me. Dallas. Mm. I think I think Dallas goes out and wins eleven or twelve games. Who's Washington got at Fitzpatrick? I don't know if I trust him. He's good for like four or five good games, and then the Mike Secret stuff wears off of him. And you know, it's like it's like needing to buy boost in two K. Like once you <laughs> run out of your boost, you can't shoot anymore. Yeah, that's like yeah. that's like Fitzpatrick. He has like five games where his boosts are throttling and they're on high, and then he runs out of them, and then he just he's he's not good. There's like a literally a pie chart that floats around the internet each year of the circle of Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, and I just don't know if I trust in him. I don't trust in the Giants whatsoever. No, they're gonna be bad. The Eagles with Jalen Hurts. They're the sneaky ones because it depends on Jalen Hurts. Um, I think Jalen Hurts could have one of those years that Lamar Jackson had where... Now, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP, first off. I want to say that. I just but don't know about the I, rest of the roster. But I saw someone tweet out, Jalen Hurts' last five games versus Lamar's last five games. And Jalen Hurts was better, but it was very similar. I think Jalen Hurts actually has a good year. Um but I don't think it translates into wins for yeah. Philly. I think Dallas wins 11 or 12 games. I think, Dallas, I I think Dallas is be really, really good. Yeah, but you got to remember, too, fun. like, Dak was on pace to throw in 50-plus touchdowns when he got hurt. Like, he was yeah, just going... The defense just sucked. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I, I really like Micah Parsons. Um, and they, they, did, they improved that defense. So I, I'm going to say they win... Yeah, Zeke is going to have a better year. C.D. Lamb, from everyone talking about C.D. Lamb, he's going to have a monster year. You forget about Amari um, Cooper being there. Yeah, you got Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is really good. That's a really good team. They should win 11, 12 games. As long as Dak stays healthy. Obviously, if Dak gets hurt, then things change. Yeah. Um, this might be the best division in football, the NFC West, with the Rams, Seattle, San Fran, and... Arizona. Obviously, I think Arizona is still the little brother of the division. Um, mm-hmm. But they'll be fun to watch. You know, J.J. Watt goes there. Obviously, you have Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Um, I feel like they got somebody else that I'm missing on. Who am I missing? I feel like they picked up somebody else that they... But that, that'll be a fun team. I don't think they're obviously good enough to win that division. But maybe that's a team that gets seven games this year. Seven or eight games. Maybe that's the ceiling. Um, Seattle... I just don't know what to think with their defense. Obviously, they, they re-signed Jamal Adams, Russell Wilson, with all that stuff going on earlier in the offseason. They still haven't re-signed Dwayne Brown, from what I've seen. Their, their left tackle, he's still kind of holding out. The Rams, you get Matthew Stafford, so I think that's an upgrade over Jared Goff, but I still don't think that's enough to necessarily like make them a Super Bowl contender or favorite. And then San Fran. I mean, what are you going to get there? Uh, obviously, they're going to roll with Jimmy Garoppolo because Lance isn't ready. But, I mean, they're returning a lot of people from injury. That's a really good just roster in general. I think by default, I probably go San Fran. But I think the Rams will be really close. I think that's, I wouldn't be shocked if those two are trading first, you know, the first place spot all year. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams. I, I think the Rams... Uh, even with Goff, they were really good last year. I think Stafford is a massive upgrade. Um, I, I I think you I I have to go with the Rams 
the 49ers, I feel like the Trey Lance situation is actually going to mess with that team. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's there yet. I think he well, showed some what nice I'm things. Saying, but... What I'm saying though is I, I think him hovering kind of right there with Garoppolo, I think it's going to, I don't know. I, that's a tricky situation. See, if I were San Fran, I would have just gotten rid of Garoppolo to avoid any issues. Yeah, but that's a team um, str- like swiftly in the Super Bowl window. Right, but they know they, they can't win it with Garoppolo. I mean, they were in it. <laughs> they were in it, but they know they can't win it, what I'm saying. so. I mean, they might uh, be able They They should have won. I mean, granted, Garoppolo kind of was the downfall of why right. they didn't win, but I think they could win it with them. I, I think the Rams win the division. I think it's I honestly think it's between the Rams and the Seahawks. Ooh, very interesting. Okay. Uh well we're we're lockstep on all of them except for the NFC West. So that'll be fun to watch. Um playoff predictions. There's now three wildcard teams that make it each year, right? Um so who do you have coming out of the NFC. Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Well, we 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 have the wait, what was your NFC West pick? Uh San Fran. Oh, and I have the Rams. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go first. Um Well, no, you go first. Hold on. Okay. I haven't decided. <laughs> you go the, first. I think you have a better idea. Out of the NFC, I would say There's three, right? Yes, three. I would say Okay, let me let me look at the divisions real quick. Um, okay, no, I got mine. For the NFC, I got Atlanta. I know, shocker. Atlanta. Really? Yep. Atlanta, Seattle, San Fran. I uh, think three teams come out of the NFC West. I agree. Um, and I think Arizona's just the odd man out. I think I think Atlanta. The you know we I wouldn't be shocked if the whole NFC West made the playoffs since that could actually happen. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked. But I think Atlanta Atlanta lost seven games, I believe, last year. Six or seven games by one score. I think Atlanta makes the playoffs this year. I'm going to say Seattle, the Rams, and it's between the Cardinals... And the Saints for me. Oh. I just can't buy into. I just cannot buy into Jameis. I can't. I think, but they still have a lot of talent on that roster. I'm gonna go New Orleans. I'm gonna go New Orleans, L.A., Seattle. So L.A. I'm gonna have to make an additional box for this because there's <laughs> more teams. Um. Okay. So I have L.A., Seattle. New Orleans, who do you have? You said San Fran, Seattle, Seattle, Atlanta. That is that's crazy talk. I don't know about that. Um, okay, and then the AFC. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Denver. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna say Denver. <laughs> uh, I think if Teddy Bridgewater starts, I think they're they're a wild card team. Um, and I think with Locke, they could be in the hunt for a wild card. I'm banking on the roster here, not necessarily just on quarterback. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm going um, to say Denver. I'm going to say... 
Baltimore, obviously. Um, and then from there, I think it's between Indy, I think, has a shot. I think New England has a shot. And I think the Chargers have a shot. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I I think Miami also, you could say, has a shot, too. It depends on yeah, Tua. yeah. But I think that I trust it's them. It's funny. I think, I think the AFC is very jumbled up. Like, there's the peak of Kansas City, and then I think the rest is all kind of jumbled up. Like, you got Kansas City and Cleveland as, like, the two, like, really, really, really good. Buffalo should win their division. Tennessee should win their division. But then after that, it's, like, there's, like, five or six teams that I think all can be kind of in that race like Miami, New England, um Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh well, that's another team too. I mean you forget about the Chargers, the Broncos, the Colts. Like they're all Yeah, the Steelers could they could I'm gonna go Denver, Baltimore, Chargers. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little risky with the Chargers pick. I'm gonna go Baltimore Indy Uh, Baltimore, Indy, New England. I think Mac Jones gets it done. Okay. Who makes it to the AFC title game? Kansas City and uh, Cleveland. You just... I just don't understand why you believe in Baker so much. I just don't. It's not necessarily just... It's not ne- No, it's not Baker at all. Honestly, I, I, I think I think I think Baker is maybe right around that fifteen range. I just think that they have the best roster in the AFC. So in my opinion, that gets you there. I think we have a rematch of last year. I think you have Kansas City Buffalo again. I don't trust Tannehill enough for Tennessee because I think at the end of the day, it's it's eventually going to come down to that. I don't trust Buffalo's defense. They were they were terrible last year. I think they get better this year. Oh man, but Julio being there, AJ Brown, that is. Oof. Oh man. You know what? I'm gonna take a risk. I'm gonna go say I'm gonna say KC in Tennessee. I'm gonna take a risk. I think adding Julio adds another dynamic to that offense. That's gonna be hard to stop. Cause good luck trying to double either of those guys. And then if you play coverage, I mean, they're just going to shove it down your throat with Derrick Henry. Um, NFC title game, I got San Fran. Hmm. San Fran, Tampa. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Tampa, Green Bay. I'm going to go rematch. I just think there's just some, the whole Aaron Rodgers stuff that that's gonna come back, and I think at some point, because you know him tweeting out or Instagramming, this is the last dance, and Devontae Adams. I just think there's a rift in that team that's eventually just gonna just shred it. Super Bowl. 
do we have a rematch? I'm I'm going rematch. I think uh, I've thought this like all off season. I thought this during the Super Bowl. To be honest, they're 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 so far ahead of every team in the league. Both of them, they have the two best quarterbacks in the league, the two best offenses in the league. I I think we get a rematch. I think it's Kansas City Tampa Bay. I think so too. The question Which is, is like, does, does by Tom, the way, does Tom that is the best of them again? That is unheard of. In the NFL to get a rematch, and honestly, um, it's probably very unlikely though. Even though they're the two best teams, I think the odds are stacked against that happening because of injury. You're getting an extra game. I think it's highly unlikely we see a rematch. But if yeah, I had to choose, but, that's but, who I'm choosing. But but it just but it just feels like it. Yeah. You know, like oh, it feels like a collision course. But but then it's like, does Kansas City can Kansas City really get to three straight? Oh, absolutely, they can. And I think they win. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think they win. I'm, I think I think I think Brady gets number eight. If listen, if Tom Brady, I think beats, Brady gets eight. If he, well, he's already I think the greatest quarterback of all time. But if he, beats, he'll be untouchable. He's untouchable. Oh, absolutely. Well, and especially if he beats Patrick Mahomes not once but twice. Yeah. He, Patrick Mahomes can it, never surpass him. He's untouchable. If if Brady gets to eight, he's the greatest player in sports. I think to me, um, I think that surpasses yeah. that Jordan. surpasses. I mean, some I have argue worked. that he is he's ahead yeah. of Jordan. Yeah, well, I I have LeBron ahead of Jordan, but yes, I think I think if Brady I think gets number, this year. I think I think Brady gets number eight. I think I think that's a valuable learning experience for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and you can't forget about what Kansas City. Did to fix their offensive line. They made a lot of improvements yeah, there. But okay, but I'll say this: I, I see. I think Tampa Bay and Kansas City's offenses, I think, equal. I think Tampa Bay's defense is better. It is, but you can also make the argument if, like, I mean, four or five guys would have caught the ball for Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl probably could have ended uh, differently. I mean, sure. Tyreek Hill dropped one; it bounced off of his face mask. Patrick look, Mahomes look. literally threw it parallel to the ground, and a guy dropped it. <laughs> I'm rooting for Kansas City, to be honest. If if that if that's the Super Bowl, you're I'm rooting for Kansas City. You're I don't want to see person. Brady get eight. You're disgusting. I don't, well, I don't. You're, you're absolutely. Look, no, 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 no. If you're we get that matchup, covered. if you get that matchup, you will be rooting for Kansas City too. Oh no, I will not be. <laughs> what are you no, serious? I'm very serious. What if it comes down to crumble? What if it? What if? What if that? That's the game. That you need you need to win, like if we do a crumble bet for these Always predictions, and it comes down to the Super Bowl, and I had, I pick Tampa Bay, and you pick Kansas City today, and it comes down to that game, you will be rooting for Kansas City. <laughs> I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> I'm living in the moment. I'll deal with that if it gets to that point, <laughs> but that would be that would be the worst decision of my life. <laughs> That's like picking against, against the Nuggets to win and needing them to lose so I can get crumble. So I don't want to li- relive that again. Hopefully it's not the case. But I just I just don't think – I think you get a second shot at it. You know what you did wrong. I think Kansas City feels confident that they fixed their offensive line and they know part of the reason they lost that Super Bowl was because of the drops that happened. Um, and it's not like they got blown out. You know, it was only at the end to where things kind of got separated. But I mean, it was, it was a close game for the most part, from what I remember. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, 
Up Tampa to Bay controlled was. that whole game. Tampa Bay controlled that whole game. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, because Patrick Mahomes was literally the freaking roadrunner. As soon as he <laughs> caught the ball from the snap, he was running for his life. Yeah, it's like Madden. And then <laughs> you, yeah, and you have Devin White running across the field, which, by the way, me and Bodie were playing our Madden game last night, and I literally did what Devin White did in the Super Bowl. There was a key play in the game late, and I had him spy Justin Fields, and he took off. And I kid you not, Devin White ran from literally almost the opposite left hash all the way to the opposite sideline and cracked him to to get me a turnover on downs. I was like, that's why I traded for him! <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy. I was like, I saw him do that in real life. And he did it in the game. He's so fast as a linebacker. But I, I think Kansas City fixes that issue, and I think they, they win it this year. I don't want them to win. Listen, I like watching Patrick Mahomes. It pains me to say it, but I don't want the Chiefs as a whole, as an organization, to have success. Because if they win a Super Bowl this year, you realize they match the Broncos, they match the Broncos and the Raiders. Yep. yep. So, and then Suck that's it, what Denver. we have to deal with. So, you're just a, you're a disgusting person. You don't you're not a Broncos fan, so I shouldn't be surprised. You're not a Broncos fan anymore. We've already booted you off the boat. You were. We walked you off the plank. Look, no, no. This is what happens when you have morons running the franchise. Unbelievable. You, you really, the words really came out of your mouth that you would root for. How can you not root for post-Patriot Tom Brady? He's fun. But I, I just don't want to see him get eight. I just, I, that's unfathomable for What's me. What's one more at this point? I mean, true, but I, that's just I mean, I kind of want to see it. I think it would actually be kind of cool. Um crazy man you know Shaq Barrett gets another one you know why not also but if do if we do get a rematch and Kansas City does win it um does Mahomes enter that conversation again oh yeah Yeah. or no is it is it still untouchable because of he's got to get seven well I don't I don't think he necessarily has to get that has to get that much because if, if you look at it listen Brady, his record could easily be different if the Seahawks run the ball at the one freaking yard line and Atlanta doesn't have a meltdown. Okay, so <laughs> his his record could be completely different. Um, you know, they won those the Rams and Carolina Super Bowl off of a last second field goal. So it's not right. like he and those Herculean dragged them, you know, in those Super Bowls. Right. And those were great defenses. It's not like he went yeah. and put up 300 yards and three right. touchdowns in those games. Right. So, and listen, I don't know if Mahomes has Eli and Nick Foles in him. I mean, you have to have that juice that those guys share, that greatness, to beat one Tom Brady. That's, if you, if you need to beat Tom Brady, you don't put a picture up of Mahomes. The fact, Brady must be so furious Manning. that those are the two guys those that have beaten guys. him. Those are the two guys. And one of them twice. One of them. That's, that is... To me, that I mean that it's so unrealistic, but it happened. Yeah, and Eli played <laughs> amazing okay. in both games. He made two throws in two separate games that you're like that doesn't happen. Somehow he escaped a sack in the first one, and Tyree glued it to his helmet, and then the throw to Mario Manningham down the sideline in the other Super Bowl. I mean that's that's who he lost to. So unless Patrick Mahomes has the greatness of Nick Foles and Eli Manning, he's not beating him. And I'm sticking to it. All right, before we close, we got to get to the award predictions. Um, Coach of the year. Vic Fangio. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, 
Who has a shot? Well, okay, so from from memory, like, how does the NFL do, Coach? Is it usually a, a team that has, like, one of the best records in the league yeah, that I mean, was team surprised that everyone? Yeah, turn it, turn it around. It's usually, like, a surprise team. Um... Okay, I'll, I'll go Mike McCarthy then. That's literally who I was thinking. That's literally the first one that came to my mind. Ah, there's got to be someone. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, I think they would have to make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, has there been any really real coaching changes? I mean, the I'll Chargers. Say well, uh, who's because... the Chargers coach? I mean, the Chargers. Whoever coaches them, yeah, I don't know. Who the the Chargers could, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Um, I think oh, who's Atlanta's coach actually? Um, but see, I don't. Th- I think they sneak in the playoffs. I don't think they. I think McCarthy has a really good shot. I think it's McCarthy. I think that's the easiest one. Yeah. Or Cleveland's head coach. Who Who is literally the coach of the Chargers? Or the Titans. I mean, it could be. I mean, the coach of the year is so random. I don't know. Coach. Brandon Staley. Oh, Brandon Staley. Okay, the guy who was uh, the linebackers coach for the Broncos a few years back. Um, mm, yeah, I think McCarthy. I think McCarthy has a good yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, okay. Comeback player of the year. I think Vaughn I'm will going... have a shot to be in that. Odell Beckham. That's a good one. I'm going uh, with Dak Prescott. Yeah, that seems like kind of a gimme, especially if they make the playoffs. It's hard to not give it to anybody other than a quarterback. Was there anyone else? I mean, Saquon, but he'd have Christian to have like a major year. Yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah, I think I think Dak is probably. Listen, if if McCarthy gets coach of the year, then that then means Dak is Dak getting had a really comeback good here. Yeah, yeah, really good season. So yeah, I think Dak. Dak's a good one. Offensive rookie of the year. Huh. Rookie of the year, I am going with Zach Wilson. Of course you are. He's just unbelievable. The the love affair that you have for this guy. I just no, I, I I think I think out of all the rookie quarterbacks, a rookie quarterback's gonna win it more than likely. I think out of the rookie quarterbacks, he their team did the best to build around him. He has the best offensive line. I think um, Trevor Lawrence is gonna be running for his life. Uh, same with Justin Fields when he gets out there. I don't think we're going to see enough of Trey Lance. Uh, Mac Jones is interesting, uh, especially if they make the playoffs. But I think Zach Wilson. I, I think Zach Wilson will have the most like splash plays. So, in voters' minds, I think that's where they'll go. Hmm. I'm telling you, I think the New York Jets make the playoffs before the Broncos if the Broncos don't make it this year. I'm going to go... I think they've done a hell of a job. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. Wow. I'm going to go on a ledge here. Because I think both the Jets and the Jags are going to be awful. And I think those guys will probably put up some decent numbers. Might have some flash plays. I just don't see it not being a quarterback. Yeah, well, I mean, Kyle Pitts could have a big year. I mean, you have to think, they get rid of Julio, so now it's Ridley. He's the second option there. Plus, I need Kyle Pitts to do good because I have him on my fantasy team. So <laughs> that would help. 
that would help a little bit. Um, defensive Rookie of the Year, obviously one Pat Sertan has a chance at that. Um, I am going Micah Parsons. Yeah. I think Dallas, because I, there's a lot of Cowboys on mine, and it, I just think they have a really good year, and if it, it's the Dallas Cowboys, so they're going to get the awards. Okay. You're going Parsons. I think Sertan would be a dark horse for it. Mm-hmm. And he'd have to have like I just don't know how many interceptions he can get. And he's gonna play in like sub packages. Yeah. Not necessarily gonna start. I think yeah, I think Parsons is a good one. Um offensive player of the year. I'm gonna go Pat Mahomes. Is there anybody else? Uh I'm going with Nick Chubb. I'm going to a surprising one. I think Cleveland has a really good year, and I think Nick Chubb runs for close to eighteen hundred yards this year and has close to twenty touchdowns. I think Nick Chubb has a massive year. Mm, trying to think, is there anybody else besides Pat Mahomes? Um, I would not be shocked if Nick Chubb ran for 2,000. With an extra game, wouldn't be shocked. Hmm. Like right off the bat, we get a record breaker. It's one of the best offensive lines in the league. You know what? One of the best defenses. They're going to be up a lot. I, I just Nick Chubb to me is like the easy one. I'm going to go to Lamar. Oh wow! Rushing, okay. throwing. He won't win the MVP, but he'll be dynamic. Um, defensive Player of the Year. Does Miles this, Garrett. Is this the first year Vaughn gets it? No, I'm giving it to Miles Garrett. I'm going heavy Cleveland, heavy, heavy Dallas. Yeah, see that. Um, I mean, how many does Aaron Donald have? That would be a safe pick. Mm. Chase Young would be a dark horse pick. TJ Watt. Hmm. I think it would be Vaughn. Trying to think, is there anybody else? Could anybody on Tampa get it? Shaq Barrett, Devin White. Hmm. I'm going to go Aaron Donald. I'm going to go with the safe pick. They're going to be on national TV a lot. He's a focal point of that defense. Go Aaron Donald. MVP. Definitely Pat Mahomes. I'm going Josh Allen. Right. I think Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has a special year. Um, I think Mahomes. Like I wanted to go to Mahomes, um, but I have a feeling you? Kansas City kind of, kind of just coasts. You know, I don't. I don't know if Kansas City goes like sixteen and one or fifteen and two. They might just off of ease, but like I don't think like Mahomes has this ridiculous sixty touchdown year because I don't think they're gonna have to throw the ball a lot. Um, yeah, they're going to be up on everybody by the end of the second quarter. Right. Well, that, or exactly. Like I just, I, I think, I think it's one of, like? I think it's one of those that they're so good that Mahomes doesn't have to be special. You know? Do they have any? Uh, let's see. Oh, they open with Cleveland. That's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. Cleveland and then Baltimore week two. That'll be a blowout. Lord knows Lamar can't keep up with them. <laughs> uh, 
Chargers. That's fun. So that's a that's a three. That's respectable games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chargers beat the Chiefs last year, if I'm not mistaken. I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be shocked really if they started fun. one and two. Well, I mean, the first five games, this is what they have: Cleveland, Baltimore, Chargers. They get a snoozer at Philly, and then they got Buffalo. Yeah. Washington's nothing to sneeze at because of that defense. Tennessee. Yeah, they, all of a sudden, wow. like we could be, we could be looking at the Chiefs and be like, "Why are they three and three? Well, I mean, look at their first eleven games. This is what they have: yeah. Cleveland, Baltimore, Chargers, Buffalo, Tennessee, Green Bay, Dallas. I mean, you know, and then they get the the cupcake games against. I mean, we don't have to play them till week thirteen. Thank God. <laughs> well, no, that's probably a bad thing because that's going to be that's going to matter. That's when they're gearing up. Yeah. Uh, and we finish our last game is against them in Kansas. Or no, their okay. their last game is here. Thank God. The Broncos are going to lose the or miss the playoffs because they have they have to play the Chiefs uh, twice no, in the last four games. They'll be sitting guys by that time. Chiefs will have nothing to play for. On Sunday, January 9th, they will have nothing to play for. Well, based off of their first schedule, though, if they go 4-4? Four and four, Oh, pfft. they'll go, listen, they'll go 1-0, 2-0, They'll 3-0, 4-0. They'll lose one within the first five, I think. So they'll, I'll say 4-1. I think they beat Washington 5-1. I think they beat Tennessee 6-1. I, I think they'll lose one of the Tennessee and Green Bay. So... Out of the first 11, they're probably 10 and 1, 9 and 2. So I think they're 9 and 2. I think they could easily be 8 and 3. Okay. 8 and 3, 9 and 2. Yeah, I think that's fair. But still, at that point, I mean, then that's a win against the Broncos at home. They're going right. to beat the Raiders. They're probably going to beat the Chargers. Well, but but what, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is I think to get the first seed – Maybe they want because obviously the one seed is the only team that gets yeah. by. I mean, their Maybe gauntlet is in the first part of the schedule. Right. The last so that's six. what I'm saying, though. They're going to have to end off the season hot. But like, if they lose three games in the first half of their or first 11 games of their season, yeah. the one seed is up for grabs. You know what the first 11 games is for the Chiefs? is the salty splatoon. Like in SpongeBob, when he's waiting in line, and it's all the tough guys. And then the last six, that's Weenie Hut Jr., <laughs> you know, you got the Broncos, meep, meep. You got the, the Vegas Raiders, the Clown Horn, wonka, wonka. You know, the Chargers, you can walk over them. Pittsburgh, you can just slap them around a little bit. Cincy, you know, who knows if Joe Burrow's offensive line is fixed. And then you get the Broncos. I mean, they'll probably lose that game because they're not playing the Broncos. And the Broncos will probably ultimately need that to win, to have a chance to make the playoffs. So, yeah. You're telling me that the Broncos are going to beat the Chiefs in a game where they need to win to make the playoffs. <laughs> yes, because the Chiefs are not going to play anybody. Mm, I disagree. I mean, we did lose to Matt Moore, so. But they also had, they still had their regulars. Yeah, the, the Broncos can beat the Chiefs without their starters, I hope. Well, I'm not I, saying they're going to blow think, them out. I don't think that, that's not the last game of the season, right? Yeah, for the that's, Broncos, yes. They finished the, the year with, with the Chiefs. Oh, it's the last game. I thought you said second to last. No. Um, huh. it, I guess it depends. The Chiefs will be resting their players. They will not be playing anybody on Sunday, January oh, 9th. I mean, possibly. If, if they are, then something has gone seriously wrong. Well, it depends if they 
really want that one seed, and maybe they have to win. I don't know. It's interesting when the there's only one team that gets a bye. Right. So how how much will teams really try to get that seed, or does it not matter to them? Well, I guess it also depends on, too, what's their injury status, because they have a late bye week. They have week 12 as their bye week, which mm-hmm. that could possibly play a factor in things, too. I mean, if they're banged up, I think they could rest guys late. Right. Um, you know, maybe late if they really want to push for that one seed and they want to get guys healthy. But I think the Chiefs are at a point now where they're like, we know we can win wherever we go. It'd be nice to be at Arrowhead. But I think they're now at a point where they're like, eh, we could win on the road. Oh, we have to go to Tennessee? Fine. We have to go to Baltimore? <laughs> Joke. So, I think they'll be fine. They they went, or they didn't go to Cleveland. Cleveland went to them, but I mean, they could go to Cleveland and beat them. So, I think they'll be fine. All right. Interesting stuff. We are five days away from the first game. Just over eight days. Or, well, eight days, exactly. Away from the, uh, the first... Sunday of the season, and the Broncos better start three and one. Otherwise, we're gonna have some issues. All right, you have anything else you want to get to today before we wrap it up? Uh, Thursday pick. We'll make our first pick. Of oh the yes, year. yes, yes, yes. Uh, who's it? Dallas, Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, it's no contest there. <laughs> Even though we chose Dallas, Michael Parsons, McCarthy, coach of the year, Dak, comeback, woo! Oh, but first game is a loss. Week one, definitely <laughs> loss. <laughs> you definitely losing that one. Not going to win that one. But after that, after that, you guys will be super. But week one, nah, nah, you're not winning that one. Let me put that in there. Tampa Bay. Is it in Dallas or is it? I'm assuming it's probably in Tampa. Yeah, because they get their rings and or not their rings, but they get their, you know, presentation beginning, uh, whatever. I don't know. Teams who win the Super Bowl usually win that week one game. Dallas versus Tampa. You're going Dallas. Even the Broncos won their first game of the year after the Super Bowl. Remember yeah, that? Well, in September, they're 0-7 over the last two years or three years. So whatever it is. Something like that. They have not won a game in September under Big Fangio, which that's good. Love that. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We thank you guys for tuning in. For Brandon Stoll on the other side, I'm Stephen Priest Jr. This has been the Behind the Glass Sports Podcast.